There's never been a more important time to ensure your immune system is operating at its peak. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with a new natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals created exclusively to help promote a better immune response. Elderberry with Zinc and Echinacea. Future Farm's Elderberry with Zinc and Echinacea is the first to combine these three powerful ingredients together. Elderberry is packed with antioxidants, vitamins, and may boost your immune system. Echinacea has been shown to activate chemicals in the body that decrease inflammation, and zinc activates T lymphocytes. Low zinc has been associated with increased susceptibility. For more information and order, call 888-841-7216. That's 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Elderberry with zinc and echinacea is all natural science-based and works without adverse side effects. Myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Uh, you know, there are lots of uh, obstacles to success. Uh, and for many people, it's uh, test performance, uh, proficiency on uh, tests uh, and uh, getting good grades uh, is a pathway to upward mobility uh, as well as to economic success. And a lot of people, uh, you know, they may be pretty smart, but they just can't uh, harness their brain power uh, and get the grades, which will assure them uh, the right uh, jobs, the right college admissions, the right credentials. So we're talking today to Dr. Daniel Amen. He's a real pioneer uh, in neuropsychiatry. Uh, he is, uh, in part one, we talked extensively about brain imaging, uh, which is something that uh, he has really uh, been a leader uh, in the field of uh, uh, using quantitative EEGs, SPECT scans, uh, to show uh, the activity of the brain. Uh, but in his book, Change Your Brain, Change Your Grades, uh, he offers practical strategies uh, on how to attain academic success. So, uh, you know, first of all, you know, I would just, uh, you know, frame the issue by saying, I mean, is it possible that some people are just, you know, that's as good as it gets. Uh, they're stuck. There's a certain uh, limit. There's a ceiling to their uh, uh, potential. Or can that potential be, you know, dramatically improved? Well, I suppose it depends. I mean, there are people who are born with the anoxia where their IQ is probably not going to get above 80. But if they're starting at 50 and I help get it to 80, wouldn't that change their life in a really positive way? So um, we don't know what your potential is until we optimize the physical functioning of the brain. And when you think about school, there's two big problems. One is no one ever talks to you about your brain and the health of your brain. In fact, I toured schools for my daughter when she was in kindergarten and one really high priced school here in Newport beach was teaching kids to count with candy corn. And I'm like, Oh, that's a bad idea. <laughs> I'm like, no, this isn't, this isn't going to work. Right. If you don't feed the brain, right. How is it going to do what it needs to do, which is learn. Um, and then they don't teach them how to do school. Like how do you memorize? that there's a methodology to that. There are memory athletes in the world. How can you take what we know? They don't teach you how to approach school. They just sort of dump you into it. Mm -hmm. 
And I just when know, I graduated, yourself, you know, sit there for a certain number of hours and study. You know, they don't even give you the, the, you know, the techniques and the wherewithal to accomplish your goals. So in Change Your Brain, Change Your Grades, what I did is, um, and I wrote this with my daughter and my niece, because I actually wrote the original version of this in 1982. And I'm like, it's been 40 years since I was in medical school. Um, what, what is new? And, and the technology stuff is new. Other than that, it's really the same. But here in this version, I really added the brain. If you want to be able to focus, sit still, accomplish your tasks, retain information, the first thing to do is you have to start with the health of your brain. And which means you sort of have to buck society a little bit because getting less sleep is associated with brains that don't work right. Mm -hmm. So even if you're really bright, you shouldn't be taking zero periods because if you don't get eight or nine hours of sleep every night, your brain will not properly clean or wash itself and you're going to be tired the next day. Children who just get an average, an hour less sleep than their peers have a higher incidence of depression and suicide. And um, so we talk about brain healthy habits and falling in love with your brain. And then, well, once you optimize the hardware, well, what about the software? How do you program it? And so, for example, I talk to, you know, readers is know your brain type. What type of brain do I have? Am I spontaneous? Um, am I persistent? Am I sensitive or cautious? Um, based on our imaging work, you know, I develop questionnaires so people can know their type and then work to optimize their specific brain. But then what's the type so of your teacher? Has something what's the to type do with of your, your learning style? In other words, how you can assimilate and retain uh, information? Yes. And, you know, the spontaneous group are where the ADD kids or adults fit in. The persistent one are the worried ones. And the they have trouble shifting their attention. But, you know, if you can't shift your attention, you can't pay attention. The sensitive ones tend to be um, more like Eeyore and sad and negative. They're filled with what I call ants, automatic negative thoughts. There's a whole chapter in the book on ants and how not to believe every stupid thing you think. Mm -hmm. um, and the cautious ones are the anxious kids and adults. And anxiety disorder is the, number, the world's number one most common mental health issue. And it just devastates people's lives because if you're anxious, to give a speech or you're anxious in a social situation, you're more likely to smoke pot. You're more likely to drink alcohol just because it helps you feel better. But there's like 10 other things to do first before you go down a road that could hurt you. Mm -hmm. And so you actually talk about factors that can upset brain balance. And there were some interesting ones there. Uh, some that, you know, you don't necessarily think about. Uh, obesity upsets brain balance. Uh, sleep deficits upset uh, upset brain balance. Hydration has been found to, hydration status has been found to upset brain balance. So uh, could it be as simple as, you know, make sure that you drink adequate amounts of water so that your, your brain works? Well, it'll help you. And in the book, there are a lot of tiny habits. It's like, what's the smallest thing you could do today that'll make the biggest difference? 
And the tiny habit is before you go do anything or say anything or eat anything, drink anything, you just ask yourself, is this good for my brain or bad for it? Mm -hmm. And if you can answer that question with information and love, like I really should drink eight or 10 glasses of water a day because my brain is 80% water. And if it's just dehydrated by 2%, I have trouble thinking, then you'll make a better decision. Or if you know the research, I published two studies that showed as your weight went up, the size and function of your brain goes down, which should scare the fat off anybody uh, because the fat on your body is not innocuous. It increases inflammation, um, it stores toxins, and it damages your hormones. It takes healthy testosterone and flips it into unhealthy cancer-promoting forms of estrogen. And so with 70% of us overweight and 40, well, no, 70% overweight, right, 40% obese, it's the biggest brain drain in the history of the United States. And it's affecting more and more children than ever before because happy meals don't make you happy, they make you sick. Indeed, and they, they inflame the brain and, and that leads to brain malfunction. Uh, what about some of the, the popular aids uh, for memory and academic performance? You know, lots of kids these days, uh, they're on attention deficit disorder medications. They, they access uh, smart pills, uh, so-called nootropics. Uh, they tank up on uh, caffeine uh, in, uh, you know, some of these uh, beverages, you know, uh, Monster and so on, uh, Red Bull. Um are these helpful? I mean, can it give you at least a short-term boost in focus and concentration, or are they ultimately deleterious? Well, I think for people who really have ADHD, who have low blood flow or activity in the front part of their brain, stimulants can actually be really helpful. Um, the problem is, uh, is ADD is not one thing. It's seven different things based on our imaging work. And stimulants help two of the seven types. So mm -hmm. how do you know which type you have? So you have to differentiate. Um, you know, we have, yeah, we have questionnaires that can help. I'm just not a fan of caffeine and nicotine because they both constrict blood flow to the brain and the whole vaping epidemic. Nicotine use among teenagers went up 36% last year. Rampant. I mean, it's just horrifying. And nicotine and caffeine are addictive. They constrict blood flow to the brain. And once you stop them, start them, it's really hard to stop them. And when you mix caffeine and sugar, um, one's dropping blood flow, the other's pro-inflammatory. They're both addictive. It's the prescription for a lot of trouble. And yes, short-term fix, long-term problem. And I want people to love their brains so they do what helps them feel better now and later as opposed to now and not later. So I'm, I like nutraceuticals a lot. I like ginkgo because it increases blood flow to the brain. I like green tea extract. I lo love theanine because it can both help you relax and focus at the same time. Rhodiola, ashwagandha, ginseng. Uh, I'm a fan of those things. I'm really a fan of you eating right because that will help. One study out of Holland, actually a replicated study in the Journal of Lancet. They took 300 kids who had ADD or ADHD, put them on an elimination diet. 
So basically they could eat vegetables, fruit, um, lamb, turkey, rice, and pear juice. Mm -hmm. And that was it. Yeah, that's and a very stringent elimination. 72% of them, but 72% of these ADHD kids didn't have ADHD anymore. Mm. It's wow. the food. Yeah, yeah, amazing. You, you work a lot with uh, patients who've experienced uh, head trauma. What are you seeing with, with those patients? I mean, and we're not necessarily talking about, uh, you know, uh, NFL football players or, uh, you know, GIs returning from, you know, suffering from IED injuries. We're talking about ordinary uh, kids, you know, who may play uh, high school soccer uh, or uh, football, uh, lacrosse and, you know, rugby. Uh, what are you seeing with that? So this is going to horrify you. Um, 50 percent of the homeless people have had a significant brain injury before they were homeless. Hmm. Two million new brain injuries every year in the United States. What that means over the last 40 years there's probably 80 million people walking around with the effects of traumatic brain injury. Mm. And undiagnosed brain injuries are a major cause of anxiety disorders, depression, addictions, suicide, ADHD, and homelessness. Mm. Um, it's, it's one of the big lessons that we learned from scans. I'm like, when did you have a brain injury? Because you can see them really clearly. On the scan. In other words, even in, in history, they, these people may not report a head, in, head injury, but you will see it, and then you'll say, "Hey, are you sure? Can you go back and like, uh, uh, yeah, come to think of it, Doc, yeah, I did have a head injury. Is that the kind of thing? You're all seeing? the time. Hmm. Wow. All the time. I had one of the first time I was like, you know, you could see the dents in his left frontal and temporal lobe region, and I'm like, when did you have a head injury? He said, nope. I don't ever did. I can't remember anything. And I'm like, well, are you sure if you ever fallen out of a tree or off a fence or dove into a shallow pool? Um, nope, nope, nope. Ever in a car accident or got a concussion playing sports? Nope, nope. And then all of a sudden, and it always happens like this, they stop. They really think about it. And he goes, I was seven years old and I fell out of the second story window. Mm. Do you think that counts? Right. I'm like, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I've had other people yeah. tell me they went through windshields of a car. They were thrown out of a moving vehicle at 30 miles an hour. Um, and, you know, because they don't have an open skull wound, they don't think of it as a brain mm -hmm. injury. But your brain is soft about the consistency of soft butter. Your skull is really hard that has sharp, bony Ridges. So if you actually looked inside a skull, um, I was a consultant on the movie Concussion when it came out, and you, you look in the skull, the sharp, bony ridges, um, your brain is the hardware of your soul, it is involved in every decision you make. When you damage it, you damage your decision making, which means you damage everything in your life. Mm. I think that's the big epidemic that nobody's talking about is 40% of the psychiatric patients we see at Amen Clinics had a significant brain injury before mm. they were wow. uh, came to see us. I did a study at Sierra Tucson, a large um, psychiatric drug treatment center in Arizona, and we looked at 500 consecutive patients. 44% had a significant brain mm. injury. Wow. So this, this is an underappreciated uh, problem that, uh, I mean, so... Infrequently in medicine, do we ask patients about uh, a history of head injury? I mean, as long as they didn't have like a, you know, a brain bleed, 
uh, or, you know, some major, you know, like a skull fracture, we, you know, we just say, okay, you know, you had a bump in your head, no problem. Which can just be so devastating. Yep. What about patients who have, uh, you know, more subtle abnormalities like patients with chronic fatigue syndrome or, or fibromyalgia? Uh, do they have abnormal spec scans? So chronic fatigue, I'm convinced, is a virus that attacks your brain. And their brains generally look like crap. I mean, they're really low overall in blood flow. Fibromyalgia is a little different in that their emotional brain is really lit up. Mm-hmm. And makes them more uh, sensitive so I think to pain. Often more sensitive to pain and depression. And so, and, and they both people may be related to viruses, but chronic fatigue syndrome, I first started doing scans in 1991, and chronic fatigue syndrome was like, oh, you know, it's probably a psychiatric thing. And they'd send people to see me, and I'd scan them, and I'm like, mm, it's not psychiatric, it's brain. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a book coming out in March called The End of Mental Illness. And that's the whole point of the book. It's not psychiatric. It's brain. It's like, you know, your mind is vague and it's hard to define and nobody wants to have a mind problem. But when you go, oh, it's your brain. It's like, oh, well, help me fix my brain. There's no shame in that. And I'll be better. What about patients who have inflammatory disorders, patients with, I mean, there's so many people uh, who suffer from uh, rheumatoid arthritis, ulcerative colitis. Do you see corresponding changes in the brain when the body is inflamed? We do, and all of them are associated with increased psychiatric illnesses. Um, And initially, we see the brain is flamed, which means overactive. And But chronically, over time, um, it damages the brain. So inflammation shows increased blood flow initially, but chronically it'll be low blood flow. Mm-hmm. Right. So, it, so it, the the inflammation doesn't stop at you know at your neck. It it traverses the the blood brain barrier. Uh, it affects the brain tissue, uh, and chronically there there can be problems. If you have a leaky gut, you probably also have a leaky brain. Yeah. And we, that's the, you know, the emerging science in functional medicine is that so much of this is linked to uh, dysbiosis, uh, gut problems, uh, you know, toxins, food allergens, uh, systematically, uh, systemically circulating towards the brain and damaging it. Uh, that's fascinating. Uh, so, all right. The, the book uh, is for students, for people trying to uh, develop a proficiency, uh, pass some sort of competency exam. Uh, there's lots of practical tips about uh, getting organized, uh, how to improve your study habits. Uh, the book actually, it's not predicated on getting a brain scan, although that would be helpful as a starting point. Uh, but there are uh, lots of secrets for successful students in change your brain, change your grades. It's a science-based strategy for boosting memory, strengthening focus, and studying faster by today's guest. Uh, I've always admired your work, uh, Dr. Amen. You are a really uh, far-sighted individual in this uh, field, and I think you really revolutionized our understanding of uh, brain disorders and so much more. So thank you for your work. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. 
That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional-grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical-grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site, it's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com. drhoffmanstore.com.